Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, here we go. Live in Los Angeles. It's the Hurt. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. And your day is important, not just ours. And we appreciate you. Happy New Year to everybody. What is it, the 4th now? It's my birthday Saturday. Oh, oh. Saturday. Woo. Turn the big 5-0? Sure. Okay, exciting, man. <laughs> Whatever you want. You, you know what? When you turn 50, I hear you got to do like 50 push-ups, yeah. 50 sit-ups, and then yeah. you got to run like five miles or something like that. Well, I'm, you know what? I'm just trying to live my best life. Full of fun. So, J-Man, um, this is noteworthy. Zero New England Patriot players were selected for the Pro Bowl. That's almost hard to do. For the first time in 23 years, zero. Bill Belichick controls personnel. Monday, reportedly, Robert Kraft is going to have a big meeting with Bill. So if you keep him or he gets another head job, you cannot give Belichick any personnel power. Period. This New England roster, this New England staff... This New England current culture, there's more leaks than a bad White House. It's not very good. So what we know with more data, and I, and I argue this all the time. I don't understand people. I take great pride in my ability and J-Mac's ability. It's one of the reasons we get along to just evolve new data, new opinion. I don't stay with any opinion if I have new data. There is new data on Belichick. He is a great defensive coach who has the ability to win big with one great quarterback, the best ever, Tom Brady. That's all his resume says. He could not win in Cleveland, and he doesn't win in New England without Brady. He is just a great defensive coach in an offensive pivoting league that has an absolute ceiling and is garbage in personnel mostly. 
last year's draft I thought was the strangest I'd ever seen. Three guards and two kickers for a team that's slow. I like their first pick and not much else. So I think you have to get him out of personnel. If he would not comply with that, I'd move on and go hire Ben Johnson, somebody. But I think they need to control, alt, delete the franchise, in my opinion, uh, reboot it, go young, progressive, offensive. I don't think the personnel department's nearly as good as other places in the league, like the Rams and the Packers. Look at what Green Bay has done the last two years, drafting skill players. It's remarkable. Look at what Pittsburgh's done for 10 years, drafting tight ends and wide receivers and back. Remarkable, and Pittsburgh's a defensive culture. The Steelers, tight ends, running backs, receivers, the Packers. Last two years for the Packers, they have four receivers I like. Two tight ends, I love them both. New England, no pro boulders. So that is a big Monday meeting. You know where I stand on that. I do not fall in love. I'm not a sports romantic. I'm not a traditionalist. I don't give a rip what you did four years ago. I don't care. I'm not interested. New data, new opinions. And with that... Greg Cosell, 44 years. So one player that I like, and I really like him, but I think I like to poke J-Mac in the ribs, is Kyler Murray. <laughs> I do worry that his size is suboptimal, and, yeah. I, and I do worry that he kind of has to save. The, he, he feels like a smaller Josh Allen. Like sometimes I feel like he's just Superman playing, trying to save the Cardinals. But when you when you looked at Kyler, so I have argued this, Greg. Arizona should not, unless it was Caleb Williams, should not draft a quarterback. I think he's special. But what does the film say on him post-ACL injury? I mean, I don't think he's a whole lot different. I mean, he's a very talented kid, Colin. I mean, this guy has a really good arm. He's a dynamic playmaker with his legs. Um, he's kind of mastered something that he's had to master because of his size, and that's the ability to make really good throws kind of falling away from throws. He's needed to do that because he obviously can't stand tall in the pocket. Um, I think he needs to be a little more consistent with his ball location. Yeah. I think he misses some throws, some routine throws, the layup throws that you have to make, but He's a really gifted player. Now, you and I are not there every day. Obviously, I don't get into what happened a year or so ago with the contract. I don't know any of that, and, and I, therefore I won't comment on it. But if you're just looking at talent, I think he's got it. The question is, is he a true lead dog? Or, as what happened this past week against the Eagles, does he need the run game to be a factor for him to be a, a, a better factor? He was really good on first down throwing the ball this past week against the Eagles, but they also ran the ball with, with conviction, with volume, and with production. So my guess is I, I don't believe they will draft a quarterback, but that's just, you know, my, my as Billy Joel once said, my pointless point of view. <laughs> So I'm going to throw this out. It's not a hot take, and I'm not saying I believe it. But if you take Shane Steichen out of Jalen Hurts' career, Shane Steichen may get Gardner Minshew right. to the playoffs. If you take Shane Steichen out of Jalen Hurts' career, he doesn't look like a first-round quarterback. It, 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 when you watch him now, what does the film say? Lost four or five. He hasn't had a consistent game this year. We've, no. seen, we've seen this before. Kyle Shanahan got Matt Schaub to a Pro Bowl. He got uh, uh, Matt Ryan an MVP. We know coordinators our entire lives have taken personnel yes. and elevated it. What are you seeing from yes. Jalen Hurts? Is he seeing the field? What do you see? Well, you know, one thing that I think that's lost, and it's fascinating that you brought this up, is I think a good coach and a good coordinator can manipulate the performance of the quarterback. And I think you have to understand what the quarterback brings to the table. The reality is when you watch tape, and, and, and this was thought of Jalen Hurts when he came out, by the way, um, is that Jalen Hurts at this point in his career is not one of the higher-level processors from the pocket. So ultimately what you do is you have to really define it for him. That's one reason this is a team that plays predominantly out of what we call two-by-two two sets with two receivers on each side yeah. because you get a lot of mirrored route concepts, and those are easier, cleaner reads for the quarterback. So you really need to define it for Jalen. And don't forget, 
Teams spent this all offseason after the last year when in many ways the Eagles offense took the league by storm, studying that offense, studying all the things that they did, how they went about it. Because even though they have a new coordinator, it's the same personnel and the concepts are relatively the same. So now the Eagles have to adjust and now it's on Jalen Hurts and, and the coaching staff to sort of manipulate his performance to get him to play at a higher level. So I got to add, I am rooting for the Texans to win this week. It is no shot at the Colts. I just love this kid. Right, right. I just, I want to see him in the playoffs. I think he's a great story. Yeah. And, and, and. My, I do too, actually. I, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I just, I think he, I like D'Amico Ryans. I have friends with the Niners. They were like, D'Amico's going to be unbelievable. Then, they, you know, it's amazing in this league. Get the coach quarterback right. It's amazing how good you look overnight. <laughs> so when you look at, if there was a silhouette, of C.J. Stroud, and you didn't know who you were looking at. Is there a yeah. comp for him? Because I, when I look at oh. him, he is effortlessly accurate. It's just, it's like Burrow. Yes. It's just any angle. The ball's always perfect. Does he remind you of anybody? Because we both know he's good. Ooh. Yeah, no, I, I don't know if there's an immediate comp that comes to mind, but... You know, it's funny because this past week, okay, they played Tennessee. Yeah. And we know Tennessee's not a really good team this year. But I thought in many ways this was a mature professional game for a young quarterback for this reason. It didn't require him to throw for 350 yards. The game didn't demand that the way it played out. And I thought that he had just an intuitive understanding of what the game was. He didn't force anything. He understood the score and flow of the game. He was efficient within that context. And he made a couple of big-time sideline throws that are not easy throws. But I just thought that it was one of those games, you know, I'm sure fantasy people weren't thrilled because he didn't throw for a lot of yards. <laughs> but it just watching that tape, I felt like I was watching a quarterback that played for five or six years, not a quarterback that's a rookie that had just missed the previous two weeks. It was just a very mature, professional game. So, um, you know, Pittsburgh's an interesting team. I, I went on a rant this morning. I said it with Mike Tomlin. Uh, Tom Landry, Andy Reid, Belichick, Pete Carroll have been at some point let go. We don't think they are failures, but there are times when you look at a culture and say, you know, the Steelers have enough toughness. They need an offensive guy. But I will say this. Right. Mason Rudolph is throwing more to Pickens. Their run game looks a little different in recent weeks. There's something about the offense that does feel a little different as a viewer watching on TV. Now, what does the tape say on the Steelers' offense? Well, I think you and I would probably both agree that they what they want is their offense to have a running identity. They want it to be physical. They want it to be attitude football. That's what they want their offense to look like. And quite frankly, what Mason Rudolph is, is he is a play-action quarterback that can throw the ball down the field. So that all goes together. And that's what they've done the last two weeks. They've had a very multiple run game, a lot of different concepts. Harris is a grinder. He's not, you know, juicy laterally right, or vertically. Right. He's not one of those backs, but he's a grinder. And, you know, for him, a 10-yard run is a good run. But they're okay with that because that means they can stay ahead of the sticks, they can stay on schedule, and they don't fall behind the chains where Rudolph has to get into a drop-back passing game because pressure – pressure is not his friend. He's not very good yeah. when there's people around him. You know, he tends to be a bit of a locked front leg thrower, yeah. and he can't really drive the ball with people around him. Yeah. So they're playing the way they ultimately want to play, Colin, and the past couple of weeks have really been positive in that regard. I mean, Harris, 46 for 200 in the last two weeks. Yeah. And as I said, a lot of different run game concepts. Yeah, I, that, that game shocked me last week. The way they pushed Seattle around for three hours, uh, yep. J-Mac and I both were like, wow, I was on the wrong side of that one. They looked really impressive. Okay, I want to I kind of deep dive here on uh, Miami and Buffalo. So there's no question. Phillips sure. and Nick Chubb are out for the year. Miami's not going to be the same defense. Their, their, their pass rush had been very strong. It won't be as strong. They lost some edge guys. So it's interesting. Um, let's talk Tua and his performance against Baltimore. Now, early they were very competitive, but um, they were. I I I think they're still a team that's going to win a playoff game. What did you make of Tua against Baltimore? Because the final score would tell you it was awful, but I don't think it always was. Was it? It wasn't, and you're right about that. Uh, you know, in fact, I thought through the first half, and the game was close through most of yeah. the first half, yeah. 
I actually thought that their offense, for the most part, kind of looked like their offense. Yeah. And I thought they did some really good things to get the tight end, Durham Smythe, involved. And it's going to be interesting going forward if they do that. Obviously, they did not play with Waddle this week. I don't know his status for the upcoming game versus the Bills. But they got Durham Smythe involved in a lot of their their inside passing game between the numbers, which is what they are. Um, I think the X factor for them is Devin Achan. Because Devin Achan is a player that can line up in the backfield. You can detach him from the formation. He's got tremendous speed. Um, you know, I think that, that he's a player that is difficult to defend, and you need to know where he is. So, that you know, that's – but I agree with you. I, after watching that tape, I kind of said to myself, I don't really have anything negative to say. I mean, you know, obviously two was going to throw into tight windows, and a ball was tipped, and it was picked. And then another great play by Smith when Tua waited just a beat, and therefore the timing was just a beat off, a fraction off, and, and Smith made a great interception. But they looked kind of like what they look like. Yeah. So they play, I think, Josh Allen. Um, you know, it's so funny with Josh. There is a part of him that's a little like Mahomes, is that he can go into these three- and four-game cycles where he kind of, his yeah. mechanics, he goes off into the weeds. And then Andy Reid will pull Mahomes back in and say, come on, let's get back to the fairway. Well, there is no Andy Reid in Buffalo. And Josh Allen feels like he's getting loose. By the way, Stafford yes. would do this in Detroit. And then he got uh, the Jim Bob Cooter, the coordinator, and he would get him back. He's done this in L.A. McVay gets him back into the fairway. A lot of these gifted guys, they get loose with their mechanics because maybe Cam's done this, uh, Greg. They're so gifted it's got a backyard feel to it. And I think, is Josh in a little bit of a, a runway? I saw it with New England. That his mechanics need to be cleaned up? Well, the way I'd answer that is this. I don't think he's a mechanically perfect quarterback most of the time anyway. But I think one of his issues, and and it needs to get resolved, and, and maybe it'll never get resolved, and maybe this is who he is. And by the way, he obviously makes plays, but... He has too many dropbacks, Colin, in which he breaks down and leaves the pocket prematurely. He does not allow the route concepts to develop. Yeah. He doesn't let the pass game work for him. He's trying to force the pass game. And that sort of plays off what you're saying. But he needs to let the pass game work. I mean, when you drop back and there's not real pressure on you by NFL standards, and you're right about Mahomes, he falls into that at times as well is you need to let the pass game work. Let the route concepts develop. You know, worst case, you throw a check down. Okay, but let it all happen. Don't force it. Don't leave the pocket prematurely because then you're breaking down the structure and timing of the pass game. And there's been a ton of research done that no matter how special a guy can be outside the pocket, and he can be incredibly special, as a Mahomes can be, as other guys have been through the years, the the consistency in doing that is way below, way below percentage-wise what it is when you play from the pocket. Okay, so now we got Packers-Bears, and let's go both sides here. So I have said that, um, you know, they always say, the analytic people say, winning is not a quarterback stat. But I know Ravens with Lamar <laughs> and the Ravens without Lamar, and they're really good with him and they're not really good without him. So I'm going to say quarterbacks matter. Justin Fields has missed 11 starts. Problematic. Uh, his completion percentage is about as low as you're allowed to go in this league, about 60. He doesn't win enough games. The fourth quarter is his worst quarter. I would move off and go Caleb Williams. I think you can get some value out of him. The, the, the improvement feels kind of incremental to me. What does the film say? I would say that the improvement is probably more incremental than, than you know, dramatic. But the issue with Fields is this. This is what you have to figure out if you're the Bears. Uh, you have to figure out a number of things. But his overall field vision and his capacity to process with the needed speed and clarity from the pocket, that's gotten better, but it's still not where it needs to be, okay? But the question is, with quarterbacks like Fields, is how much of a sliding scale, Colin, do you feel comfortable with because he's such a high-level playmaker? So, you know, obviously he's not going to be Tom Brady. He's not going to be Joe Burrow. We know that. But the question is, what's the sliding scale? How can – how – much can you live with that and how much do you feel he can improve because 
you know, it's easy to look at quarterbacks in this draft and say, aha, but, you know, there's no guarantee. And do they want to start over? I don't know the answer to this, but then you're starting over. There's no guarantee that whether it's Caleb Williams or Drake May that they come in and play well right away. The Bears are 5-2 and two in their last seven games and are leading the other two games in the fourth quarter. What happens if they do that and the rookie quarterback comes in and they start 2-6 and six yeah. because he's learning? Do they want to do that? I mean, I don't know the answer to that. Only they know the answer to that. But that's something you have to think about. Okay, so I do a segment every week, Colin Wright, Colin Wrong, on Monday. And one of my wrongs, and it's a real wrong, is I, I, I went mid-October, mid to late October with Jordan Love, and I'm like, yeah, this doesn't work. This is, he doesn't see the – he's erratic. <laughs> I mean, I just thought, come on, stop babysitting him. Like, this is bad. And by the way, Matt LaFleur, a player's coach, was criticizing him at the podium after games. Like, it, they were frustrated. Whatever the switch that was flipped is, he looks confident. He takes risks. It, 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 the ball flies out of his hand. Now – they got some really good receivers and tight ends. They're kids, but they're really good. So this is going to be, I mean, he's their guy, clearly. Does the tape tell you what I see, which is a yeah. lot of his improvement, Greg, something flip. He's just a more confident thrower. He doesn't even think about it. He's just letting it rip. And, and because of that, he's going to have throws in games where he may not be great. So just keep that in mind. But... You know, he clearly has high-level traits, and I think that was lost in all this. He's a high-level traits guy, and he has an e he has easy arm strength. You mentioned easy. It. He works outside the numbers as well as any quarterback in the league. He makes tough throws effortlessly. I mean, he's made more throws outside the numbers than any quarterback in the league and has been really effective with those throws in terms of completion percentages, first downs, touchdowns. I mean, he's... In many ways, he's fun to watch. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's no question he looks like a more comfortable quarterback now than he did early in the season. And by the way, we shouldn't be surprised by that. He's a first-year starter. Right. And I know he's been in the league, but, you know, he has to play in games. Um, now, I thought last week was his best game of the season for this reason. He played against a defense that's a very challenging defense to play against yeah. with the Vikings because Brian Flores is a master of disguise and late coverage rotation. And as a young quarterback, you have to see all that. And that's going to lead us right into our play of the week here, Colin, so we can take a look at this touchdown to one of those young receivers that – you love, I love, I did him coming out of Michigan State, um, and this is Jaden Reed. So this is the first touchdown he threw last week. Yeah. And let's walk through it because this is special. Now, you see Love, he's in the gun right here, and they're going to be in a two-by-two -two set. And what they're going to call here, very common, they're going to call what we call four verts. It's four vertical routes. Now, what is Love looking at right now? He's looking at a single high safety coverage. Mm -hmm. The middle is closed. Yeah. That's what a single high safety coverage is. The middle is not open. But there's going to be coverage rotation at the snap, okay? And they're going to go from that look to cover two where the middle is open. And Love has to process this instantaneously, okay? Keep in mind, he takes the snap. There was play action involved. He has to see this and then know where am I going with the ball because everything changed. And he's going to go to Jaden Reed on the seam route, which beats cover two. And by the way, this is a big-time seed. Yeah. This is not an easy throw. But the more important point to make here, as we look at it again, is the fact that he had to recognize the change in the coverage, yeah. the late rotation, and this has to happen in less than a second yeah. for him to react like that and make that throw. Yeah. And that was a big-time play, and he had his best game of the year against a really challenging defense. Yeah, and what the video also shows is because the offensive lineman was getting pushed back, he couldn't step into that. He had to Yes. Throw. I mean, that's a, that, that is, is a Mahomes-level yeah. throw. That is a hard throw. Yes. Good stuff. Boy, He's I was wrong on that. Yeah. He's capable. Yeah. Greg Coe. So, well, you know what? I still think I don't like Kenny Pickett. You do. I whiffed on, <laughs> I whiffed on Jordan Love. You loved him. So we're 50-50. I'll cut back to you next week. And see All right. We'll you. see how it goes. We need a little more time. It's, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> all right. Take care. Um, yeah, no, Jordan, look, you know, it's, again, it's all contextualized. Matt LaFleur helps. They're receiving that Reed kid from Michigan State. He was tiny. I thought in the NFL, like he's tiny. They got some. They got some receivers. Oh, some. They're but all you, kids, I, I but think they're you're all being a little hard on yourself with I whiffed on and blah blah. Like, 
things change. Players start out like Jordan Love was really bad for a stretch. No, and then, October he was terrible. Strong. But that doesn't mean he's great or a potential franchise quarterback because he was good. And uh, I know he looks like a franchise quarterback. I mean, he looks better than Kenny Pickett, but that's oh, not saying. Oh, it's not even. Right. Dude, it's not even. I would agree. No. You know, you, know what, you know what Jordan Love looks like right now? So I called on Jordan Love. I called my, my guys all in the league. Okay. And they were like, it, and they all said the same thing. I just don't know which one I'm getting. If I get the, like the junior year or sophomore, he had a, a really good underclassman. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, if I get that guy, he needs about two years to figure it out. And he's like, that's interesting. All right, so who is, who's his past NFL quarterback comparison? Well, I think there are throws he makes that are a little Mahomesy, and, okay. and And that's what people said. So Mahomes, when Mahomes came out, I made calls. So Andy Reid loved him, but I made calls to people. And they said, boy, he's wild, but good. That's what Sean Payton told us. He is good, but he's a little wild. That's what they said on Jordan Love. They're like, he's a little wild, but you see stuff. He's making throws here that are, that back foot throw, that, that's, that's like great. three guys on the planet that make that. That's, I'm gonna that's hard. I'm going to toss a name out. Okay. You tell me if you love it or hate it. In Jordan Love, I see a slightly more mobile Eli Manning. Not even the same player. Like, no, I mean, he's never going to be the best quarterback in the league, but he's going to be good enough that this guy gets hot. He can get hot. Is that a and criticism make a of him? Huh? Is this a criticism of him? I think this is about the most positive thing I've ever said about him. Eli Manning <laughs> won two Super Bowls and two Brady. incredible runs. No, I think. But he was never the I'd best quarterback in the league. I put Eli in the, in the Hall of Fame. So you're saying Jordan loves a Hall of Fame he, talent? I think the ceiling for him is. Why not? Okay, I mean, okay. Yesterday you're you didn't like him. Mahomes, he put. I don't like him, but I'm saying that's his ceiling. Yeah, I think there's no. I think Eli couldn't move. I, I think Jordan Love. I think Jordan Love is the modern quarterback that he moves. He's a little wild. Fun. You know, you you. It's funny. Lafleur was crushing him at the podium. And Matt Lafleur is like a player's coach. Nice guy. Now he's almost in tears. He's like, I can't believe what I'm watching. So you're you you go ahead and bang on me. Lafleur shocked. LeFleur was crushing him at the podium. Look what they did in the offseason contract-wise. They were like, ooh, we don't know. Yeah. No, no, no. Their so the actions kid, speak louder so the, than anything. The, the kid, you know, some people are like visual learners. Some people have to like get their hands dirty to learn. This kid needed to play in real games. Because I was told at practice, I was told by people in there, they're like, ain't a lot there. And by the way, his first six starts, yeah. ain't a lot there. You remember Eli, the, his start with the Giants? No. It was like 0-7, like, oh my God, what are we no, doing? No, he was an interception machine. Yeah. But I remember watching Eli Manning early, and one of the things I remember, I'm like, he's really good in the two-minute drill. Like, if you got huddles, if you just took away the huddle, as the game was sort of changing in his young career, he was, it always felt like to me, it's like, what? they shouldn't huddle. Just let Eli, smart kid, get to the line and go. And that's why he was so good late in Super Bowls. He was always very good at compartmentalizing stuff in crisis. And when you watch Jordan Love, like, off-script moving, dude, he throws, he throws a great ball. I, I think but he was our friend in October, he, was, he wouldn't let go of some, and he was erratic. Yeah. I mean, he would miss guys that were wide open. Like, now he's throwing with – he's like a baseball hitter, like, in a zone – or a basketball three-point shooter in his own. Like, he is playing at a confidence level. He just didn't have it in October. Yeah. He didn't play with that confidence. It's fun to watch. I mean, hey, listen, man, if Green Bay has a legitimate quarterback, and I think they found it, you, it's good for Fox. It's good for the NFL. We're dying for these guys to hit. Packers-Cowboys, first round. If we can speak that They're into They're too existence. young to win that game. They're way too young to win. <laughs> They're the youngest team in the league. Okay. You're not going to go to Dallas. Oh, really? You're not going to go to because mighty Dallas and McCarthy is so good. No at home. Should be seven and one. That, we saw the not, Lions game. Come what, on. What's the line? Let's settle down. Uh, what's the line on Minus that one? Minus five and a half. Okay. Five. Give me the Packers all day. No, no. The, 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 the average age, I think, is 25. You're not going to Dallas and beating that with like, those kids. Age ain't nothing but a number. You know this. Yeah, but that number matters. If, if if age isn't nothing but a number, why can't nine-year-olds drive? <laughs> you can't be go, president let's just go to break on that. Nine-year-old, what are we doing? All right, great parlay for you this weekend. Thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, new users. The code is HERD. That's me, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. And that takes two minutes. All right, my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. Texans at the Colt. Texans minus one. I think they're the better team, better quarterback. I'm going to take the Texans like I did last week to win straight out. Bears at the Packers. Green Bay minus three. 
I know Eber, Flus, and Justin Fields feel like they're playing for their job, but Green Bay's dominated the series, better coach, better offense. I take the Packers to win about 27-20. Bills minus three at Miami. I like Buffalo. Dolphins without Nick Chubb, no pass rush. Buffalo wins by a touchdown. Want to take the herd parlay? H-E-R-D parlay? Check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, code is herd when you download the app. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult 21 and older that dips, I'm going to tell you about an American made success story and Black Buffalo Zero pouches. Black Buffalo's Zero pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA by American farmers for adult consumers. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. Black Buffalo Zero is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Bold flavor, full pouches. Black Buffalo Zero pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly but still keep the ritual with flavors Dippers Love, Mint, Straight, Wintergreen, Peach, even Blood Orange, all proudly made right here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. We got so many things going on today. Don't forget, simplysafecolin.com, 20 percent off your new system with Fast Protect Plan this year, resolved to keep your family safer than ever. Simplysafecolin.com. Here's J Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. I, I kind of like this story, Colin. So the Antonio Pierce situation with the Raiders, it's, it's kind of cool, right? Uh, you know, you, you get this guy who comes in, talks a good game. And the Raiders are, like, looking up, and he's been a pretty damn good interim coach. The players love him. Um, he's being considered for the full-time job, and Devontae Adams said his vote is to keep Pierce in Vegas. It's obviously who I wanted. That's that's my vote, and I've, I've been vocal about that, and that's, um, you know, that's that's basically how the whole locker room feels, and, you know, with good reason. I mean, he's coming in and done, done a great job, and, you know, he's continued to, to win us over. It's not just the, the comfortable thing, I think. Um, having AP here will will be uh, you know it'll be good for this this organization. He's he kind of embodies what it means to be a Raider and that mentality, that swag, and you know all the things that he endorses is is the things that I believe in. Well, he's got two years of coaching experience in pro football, and Brandon Staley had four, and eventually over time, it didn't work. So he doesn't have any experience coaching, and he is an interim coach. And we've watched multiple interim coaches get jobs and fail. So I like him. I know him. They're playing their butts off with bad quarterback play. I think you strongly have to consider him. 
But I will say, this is the cautionary tale that we've seen over and over of interim coaches. They bring energy. But in the end, over the course of 17 games, he's going to have to face Sean Payton twice, maybe a Jim Harbaugh twice, and an Andy Reid twice. Those are six of his 17 games. So this is why usually you just let a coach get to the very end of a season. Because if you do the interim thing, it's the classic substitute teacher. Kids are on their best behavior or they're fun. Everybody's laughing. She's showing movies. And it's like you look up and you're like, yeah, but is is anybody getting better? And I don't know if this, does this translate to a great team over the course of a season? I don't know the answer to it. This is a tough one. Remember, when when Gruden got shoved out due to those emails, they had a guy named Rich Basaccia come in and he was the interim. Okay. And he gets them to the playoffs. Remember that game against the Bengals? They're at like the nine yard line and they couldn't get in the end zone and they lose the game. Then they decide, yeah, we're not going to go with this guy. We're going to go Josh McDaniels. Mm-hmm. And that was a spectacular failure. Obvi- like You, you got to dig into a lot of stuff. Like, I'm sorry, but an interview with Devontae Adams about what he thinks about the future coach doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot to me. He might have to get traded next week. You know, well, he, I just These guys won out left and right. I will say this. I've watched every Raider game with Antonio Pierce, parts of it. And they play hard, and they play mostly smart, and they're doing it without good quarterback play. So to be this viable... I mean, I'm watch, but I'm watching the Chargers with a linebacker coach with Easton Stick almost well, beat Buffalo. That's different. I mean, well, that, I mean that, that was the coach bump. But th- this Raiders defense was terrible earlier this season, and they've been pretty playing plucky. their butts off. So is that sustainable? Or is I don't that, know like the answer. I so don't this know is the really answer. complicated. And then I think you have to consider let's keep Pierce as like a CEO. We know he's not like an X's and O's guy, right? He's like a fiery, excitable yeah. coach. And let's pay highly and bring in an offensive coordinator and get a quarterback in the draft well and then you got to find a quarterback so like i i my my off the top of my head i'm like defensive coach no experience no but again if you went and bought a really sharp coordinator over the course of three years and you get the quarterback right i mean go look at texans head coach quarterback right we thought they were a circus for six years We were making fun of the Texans this time last year as the worst ownership, the worst front office. They had a former, a pastor. We were like, what a, they got the quarterback right, coach right. So, and a defensive coach. So if I told you the Raiders, where they're picking, landed Michael Penix and got a good young old, would it shock you? Well, I'd I'd feel bad for Penix unless I knew who the coach was. No, I I like their, they have a left tackle, a back. They have two receivers I like. Yeah, a terrible year after the holdout. I'll just Max say this. Crosby, edge rusher. The only place I'm shopping for an offensive coordinator, if Pierce is the guy as the head coach, is McDaniel staff, Shanahan staff, or McVay staff. That's it. I don't really want to see anyone else. Like, I'll take a quarterback's coach from one of those staffs. How about but, Kellen Moore? Did you see anything with Kellen Moore and Herbert that you Well, liked? but but again, Brandon Staley ran the show. So K- Kellen Moore would... In division, he knows the personnel. I mean, we liked Kellen Moore a year ago. Now we think he stinks. Uh, I need a little more time on that Everything that touched Brandon Staley with the Chargers went downhill. Let's circle back on Kellen Moore. That's not a horrible idea. I'm not poo-pooing it, but uh, I need more time on that. All right, let's get to C.D. Lamb and the Cowboys. C.D. Lamb set the Cowboys' records for receptions and receiving yards in a single season. Named to the Pro Bowl last night. I guess they announced the Pro Bowl. Um, Micah Parsons said on his Bleacher Report podcast, he believes Lamb is the best receiver in the league. C.D. Lamb. The best receiver in the NFL, not top five, not top three. He's top two, not two. And I think he's putting on the show. He probably should be Offensive Player of the Year. Um, him and Christian Tyreek is having uh, some of the best seasons that, you know, anyone could ever see in the NFL. Um, one of the three best weapons, C.D. Lamb. Congratulations, brother. You are truly showing why you're the number one. Yeah, well, you know, I think C.D. Lamb is very good. I doubt that. I don't have any problem. In fact, my biggest concern with the Dallas Cowboys is they're overly reliant on him. Like, if you watch the Rams, Kyron Williams is great. Pook has been amazing. Cooper Cup, Stafford, it, Tyler Higby tight end. When I watch Dallas, if you take CeeDee Lamb out, what's the offense? They don't run the ball. They're, I mean, Pollard looks like a three. So CeeDee Lamb, to me, I don't think he's the best receiver in the league. But I would say he has popped. It took him a couple years. He has popped. Very they good. are very reliant on yeah. him. I like Micah Parsons looking out for his guy. Uh, I did, you know, you want to find a negative stat. Among all the elite receivers, C.D. Lamb is the only one who has lost two fumbles. And that one out of the end zone yeah. against the Lions, brutal. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you, 
He's lost three. He's had three fumbles, which leads or is tied for the league among receivers, and, and he's lost two of them. He's very good. I get that. You you don't think he's fumble prone though? I sure as hell hope not. Um, I like Lamb a lot. He's not the best receiver. In the league. I would take. I think my favorite receivers are Justin Jefferson, Devonte Adams, Jamar Chase. Tyreek Hill, Hill's okay. Oh, I'll give him my bad. Tyreek Hill's... I'm a Ross St. Brown is amazing. Well, he's not that yet. Um, Let's you do it know again. Me. Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, Devontae Adams. I'm not going to put them in order. Those are the four best. I think C.D. Lamb's got an argument for five. I, 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 we don't have time uh, to AJ Brown, now, but... A.J. Brown gets a little dramatic. He's tough. He's a lot of... Um, you like Brandon Ayuk a lot. He's, I, I don't he's know not, if he's, he's in that not, not C.D. Lamb. I am putting Debo, Debo Samuel in that top five. Well, I, I have him there. You no, don't. I know he's not a pure Debo Samuel's my number one chess piece in the league. Okay. Number two chess piece is also on the same team, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Debo's my guy. Um, all right, final story. James Harden and the Clippers. Colin, we, we, you, you took some shots at the Lakers, understandably, earlier. How about the paper clips? They've won 13 of 15, including a big win over the Suns last night. I don't want to and talk And James about Harden it. told Fox's Melissa Rowland that he is done being an NBA villain. Here's James Harden. All that's over with. I don't want to talk about it. Villain role or none of that. All of that is over with. I'm past it. Wow, Harden. I will say this. There's a big difference in the NBA. When stars are on the court, I don't turn the channel. When the Clippers are on, and Harden and Kawhi and Paul George are on the floor, it's hard to turn off. They move the ball. Harden, to his credit, is a pretty good distributor. I mean, he can be a ball-centric guy. He can also pass. He's a pretty clever passer. 13 to 15 wins for the uh, paper clips. I know, I know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm waiting. I still but... don't think they're built for men. Yeah, of course you don't. Um, we got to do it. We're, we're 13 steak dinners in. I think I got like an 8 to 5 lead. What? By the what? way, I had, one, oh I, my God. I had one last night. Oh, my God, it was good. My new diet is just steaks and uh, oatmeal in the morning. Listen, That's all I'm going to eat from now on. Got it, got it. So I know the jackals on. on the internet love to pull off clips where God, you, know, I don't, you and I are wrong. They need to pull our Clippers discussion from after the Harden deal. Remember, they were like 0 and 5, and you were like, this is a train wreck. But Westbrook. Patience, my friend. Hey, Westbrook, to his credit, was a total adult. And we gave him credit. Westbrook said, I'll go to the bench, I'll step back. A lot of guys wouldn't do that. That's a big part of this. I'm not ready to say they're winning the West. Um,. I'm just. They're they're one of the four best teams in the NBA. I'm sorry. They're one of the four best teams. Oh, boy. You're not. Okay, Okay, all right. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. January, January 4th, pre-January 4th, are the Pacers in the top? Because they keep beating the Bucks. Are the Pacers the best team in the league now? Okay, all right. The fully electric EQS sedan, Mercedes-Benz. Innovation, magnificent scale. Go to mbusa.com slash EQS. Vehicles all electric. Feelings all Mercedes. Choice all yours. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 
1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash vball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult 21 and older that dips, I'm going to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo Zero pouches. Black Buffalo's Zero Pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA by American farmers for adult consumers. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. Black Buffalo Zero is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Bold flavor, full pouches. Black Buffalo Zero pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly but still keep the ritual with flavors Dippers Love, Mint, Straight, Wintergreen, Peach, even Blood Orange, all proudly made right here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to BlackBuffaloZero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. A huge college hoop doubleheader on FS1 as fourth-ranked UConn takes on Butler, followed by a Big Ten clash between two of the country's best teams as number nine Illinois battles top-ranked Purdue all on FS1 and the Fox Sports app. I haven't watched any college basketball yet this year. I'm getting, getting, giving quarters and halves of the NBA. I, I know you follow me on Instagram now, so you've noticed the five and zero the last two days in college hoops gambling. I don't, fa- oh. I don't follow you on social. Oh damn! No, I follow your uh, uh, X account. Yeah, you're fine. You're you're very active. I'm fine. Well, I mean, you're active. You're on it a lot. I'm not. So when I go there and you're like at twelve of them, and I'm like, this, what's this guy doing? You're married with kids, but they're out of town until like Shh, tomorrow. Don't tell people. Come on. <laughs> so I will say this. Um, I think this is the show of optimism in America. So this segment works. Uh, week eighteen NFL schedule. Oh wait, twenty teams can still get into the playoffs. Twenty of thirty-two. You can take the bottom third of the NBA and Major League Baseball a month into the season. It's over. Baseball can't compete financially. Basketball can't compete with talent. The NFL is the number one league of hope. Everybody until the end. 20 of 32 have a chance to get into the playoffs. The league of hope. Secondly, it's the easiest league to go from bad to good. Houston, a great example. Just get the coach and the quarterback right. That's all it takes. Interview a few coaches, nail it, and then draft quarterback. Also, market size is zero factor. In baseball, Atlanta's rich, Houston's rich, Dodgers rich, Yankees rich. Yeah, they're also good. Cincinnati's not, Pittsburgh's not, Oakland's not. You're limited. I looked at the NFL standings this morning. Let me name the cities with some of the worst teams. Chicago, Boston, New York twice, Washington, Los Angeles, it's market size doesn't matter. Buffalo's great. Green Bay's viable. Baltimore's fantastic. Jacksonville leads their division. So does Tampa. So in the NBA, there's another thing. You get a generational talent like a Wemby. Seven teams are trying to tank to get him. In the NFL, it's the opposite. Jet fans are still furious. They could have had Trevor Lawrence. Remember that year they started like 0-13, then they won week 15-16, ended up with a number two pick. Houston last year. Wasn't it the final week of the year? They go for two. They beat Indy. They dropped the number two. Now, it worked out for him, C.J. Stroud. But I think that's how it worked out. Arizona this year. Arizona was like, eh, number two pick. 
Now they're winning too much. Now they're down to four. Nobody tanks. You know Belichick, J-Max Point. He wants to beat the Jets this weekend to screw over the team that may fire him. You don't get tanking. Easiest to turn around. Market size doesn't matter. Absolute hope. That's why it laps the field with ratings. And that's why I've said for years college football is best served if the Pac-12's good. It, it matters. You want some symmetry. You want different parts of the country being engaged. Small markets NFL. Green Bay, Buffalo, Baltimore. Cincinnati was in a Super Bowl recently. It all works. There's, there's a reason it's not just, well, people gamble on it. They gamble on the NBA and baseball, too. There is a reason. It, well, it's good on – well, there's not that many games. There wasn't that many games. Football's always had the scarcity advantage. Baseball used to be king in the 70s. But there's a lot of things they do. They figured out free agency. They figured out the ability to make the game more about offense. Therefore, betting and fantasy has been driving revenue. Now, if they could just get their officiating figured out, I'd really love football. If they could just get that figured out, we'd all be good. But nobody likes NBA officials, and there's major league umpires get crushed in the postseason as well. We just don't like officials, period. We just don't like them. Hour three next. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.